Let's Doing episode 118. Ari talks with Dan Martell of Clarity. Welcome to the Let's Doing podcast. Let's Doing or Living. Hi, I'm Ari Mizell, and this is The Art of Less Doing. I'm going to teach you how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life, including your health, in order to be more effective. I want you to stress less, free up as much time as possible, and do the things you want to do. Welcome, everybody. Hi, Felix. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, and to all of our listeners. Yes, yeah, so first of all, the, so okay, Happy New Year, of course, to everybody. Um, today, Monday, January 5th, when we're recording this, is my son Ben's third birthday, so he's three years old. Um, Felix and, and Claire and his, his kids were here yesterday. We celebrated his birthday, but yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. My son is three years old, my older one. Um, plus, today, Felix, I found this one specially for you. So Felix's name is Felix Bird, everybody. Today, Monday, January 5th, is officially... Bird Day. Is that right? Did you not? Did you know that? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> the health of the global bird population is a reflection of an early warning system for our wider ecological health, and current research indicates that up to twelve percent of all species of birds may be at risk of becoming extinct in the next century. Bird Day aims to raise awareness of the plights faced by common and rare birds, from disease and environmental factors to illegal trade and welfare in captivity. Oh, wow! <laughs> it's a very special day indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I better do something for the birds. Where where we are is like a big, you know, we're basically in the woods here and uh, there are a ton of birds around here. Not now because they're all, you know, migrated, but in the springtime, my word. Yeah, so yeah. bird day. So very special day for everybody. Um, okay, so today's interview is with Dan Martell and Dan uh, created Clarity. And Clarity is a service that I've talked about forever. Uh, I've been on the, their platform for a while. Um, Felix, I think you're, you're not on there yet, right? But you're going to be. Uh, no, I've registered, but I just haven't like, signed up properly. Right, I'm okay. really excited about it because it's exactly the kind of thing for me. Right, so what Clarity so, allows you to do is basically you can get access to some really amazing people, you know, uh, me and Felix, of course, but uh, plenty of other people that can tell you about business or uh, consulting or market, I mean, kind of anything, really, and you pay by the minute. And it's a, it's a really great service. You get, to, I mean, Mark Cuban is on there. He's two thousand. Or rather, you can get paid by the minute. Right? You can get paid by the minute, right? But yeah. people also, you know, they. So one of the oh, things. Yeah, yeah, for for of course. Sorry. Well, the reason that I, the reason that I love it and what I've used it for forever is it's always those things where someone has you know a question that's just going to take them five minutes or ten minutes or three minutes and. On the one hand, you're not going to be like, "Oh, you have to pay me for that." But on the other hand, it is your time, and it's you know, and you don't want people to take advantage of that. So this this kind of service, first of all, you're compensated for your time, but it also makes people think twice. I think before they really go ahead and actually need to talk to you on the phone, and uh, it also it's just another marketing platform. So Dan has done like hundreds of thousands of calls, and it's it's a really cool interview. So you'll yeah. like that. And the other thing I like about Clarity is when I signed up for the registration. Um, they send you like um, sort of an email each day explaining how to set up a an inter- a, a profile because I'm interested in signing up as a provider, and um, and I was really impressed with the level and the specifics of what the of the advice that they gave, and it basically applies to anyone who's running a sort of small business, and I'm going to use that. Um, for example, they they gave lots of really good it was a very 
good article on how to set up a profile, but really it could apply to anything to profile on LinkedIn, on, um, for your own website, that kind of thing. So, um, I was very impressed just for that. Yeah, no, they really, they do a good job. They do something, honestly, they do something very, very specific and they do it really well, I think. So, yeah. Um, okay, so we have a we have actually a question, and I think we have a review today actually so, yeah. to to read. So Felix, <clears throat> Felix, do you want to start with the review, and then we will get to the question. Um, it's a short yeah. review. Let me just pull up the review. It's in our calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, have a look. Awesome, awesome review. Five stars by Rachel Roof. I love the concept, the guests, and the interviewers. Subscribed. Smiley face. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, perfect. Short and sweet. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have, we have a question for today. So let's run that. Okay, here we go. Hi, Ari. I have been listening to your podcast and thought you'd be the guy who could help me with uh, this little scenario. I'm a VA working with a local small association. They have limited resources, limited uh, computer knowledge, and they are pretty adept now at sharing documents on Dropbox. And their officers, you know, change every year. So I want to keep the system as simple as possible and kind of conform to a system that they've already adopted and are working well with. So the objective is to have an online uh, membership application that ultimately populates a spreadsheet that ends up in their Dropbox. So I started using JotForm, and I've many times had it populate a Google Drive spreadsheet, but I haven't figured out how to get the spreadsheet to Dropbox. And in my approach on JotForm, I saw that I could integrate directly with Dropbox, but then I think that would be through my Dropbox account, which is already integrated with my own JotForm. So it, because it, every time I try and do it here, it just keeps erroring out, but it doesn't really tell me why it's erroring out. Okay, so th- this is actually. Sh- so Joanne's making this sound a little more complicated than it is, which I understand. That that's sort of you know that that's what how a lot of people approach this, but it's a little easier than you think. So first of all, uh, yes, that's true. One of the limitations of IFTTT is that you pretty much can only use it with one account on any of the various services. The exception is a Facebook account where you're managing multiple pages or groups. But generally speaking, if you're using IFTTT, it only will work with one account. Uh, for your overall IFTT account. So the first thing for this would be to use uh, Zapier. So Zapier is also free to a certain extent, and with Zapier you can have as many accounts as you want. You could have 10 Dropbox accounts, 10 Google Docs accounts, whatever it takes, which is really much better for a power user and especially for a virtual assistant, as uh, Joanne said that she is. So that would be one, is that she's saying that you know she needs to be able to save this Excel spreadsheet into Dropbox, but not her Dropbox. And this, So Zapier might just be all you need to, to solve that, and it has a really good integration with JotForm as well. But she was also talking about you know saving the data to a Google Docs sheet, 
and then that goes into the Dropbox and, and whatnot. So one thing there also is that I don't know necessarily that you need to put the spreadsheet into Dropbox because Google Docs, of course, is a shared resource. So if it's simply updating the Google Docs spreadsheet, then you can give people access to that. And with the new sharing permissions that they have worked out with Google Drive, you don't have to have a account. You don't have to be signed in. You can give people sort of very specific and uh, widespread access. So that would be the simple answer. Just use Zapier and and possibly just stick with Google Docs spreadsheet. So Joanna, I hope that answers the question. And of course, uh, if you have further questions, you can always let us know. But thank you for submitting the question. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right. So links for today. So the first one is called Full Contact and. Do you, uh, Felix, do you use Reportive? Um, I don't, but I is this a similar thing? But yeah, built into, yeah. Is that that's what it looks like. It looks really cool. Yeah. So this so Reportive got bought by LinkedIn, and and a lot of people have been kind of upset about that. And they the service is not it, it, it's not that it's not as good as before, but they they don't seem to be progressing at all. Full contact to me seems to be the next iteration as far as I'm concerned. And this is really, really useful. You know, I'm all about doing as much as you can through email. And, and sometimes it's hard if you can't put a face to a name or you, you just, it's helpful to have some sort of background information. So this is a little right sidebar that sits on the right side of your Gmail. And whenever you get an email from somebody, it's going to show you who they are, where they work. Uh, it might show their most recent social media activity. It might show your most recent contact with them. And so you can really get a much more full picture of who you're communicating with right there in your email. And I think it's a really, really valuable tool. Yeah, I've just installed it right now. Yeah. I'm very excited about this kind of thing. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. So I am working in a new co-working space uh, that I just started at about an hour and a half ago. And it's called Jointure. And uh, it's here in downtown Manhattan on Wall Street. So now very much in the style of American Psycho, I can say. <laughs> I, I work on Wall Street. <laughs> uh, I love I love it. I, I, I've always been a fan of co-working spaces, and this one is one of the more beautiful ones that I've seen. Plus, it has 24-7 access, which is very special. So I'm actually going to probably do a lot of my night calls and night recording and stuff here, but uh, I'm in a very quiet space for the first time in a very long time, and uh, I think that that's being reflected in the recording that we're doing right now. So jointure, if anybody's around, you should check this place out and maybe come by and have a coffee. The other service that I want to mention before I, this, I wasn't planning on putting this in the links, but I, I might actually use this myself. It's called RadPad, and it's uh, a service for listing and finding real estate for the most part. But what they do is they actually allow you to pay your rent online using your debit card or your credit card. And they're not the first service to do this, but they're the first ones to do it in uh, an actual way that makes sense. So it doesn't make a huge amount of sense to use credit cards the way they have it set up, but it's it's still an option. And you don't have to the, your landlord doesn't have to be signed up for the service. They will basically send the check for you. And so what's cool is so okay, so for a credit card, they charge you two point nine nine percent. And that doesn't make a lot of sense for most people. You know, if you're gonna be paying you know, two thousand dollars a month in rent, then paying an extra sixty dollars to do that doesn't really make a lot of sense for some people. Unless you're getting a really interesting, you know, mile reward system set up. However, for debit cards, it's four dollars and ninety-five cents to pay with, to pay your rent with your debit card. 
a lot of people have debit cards that give you miles and give you points, but this also saves the trouble of having to think about writing a check or having to do it on time. Like it'll, it, they'll pop up and tell you when your rent is due and when you have to pay it to get the check there on time. You can do it from your phone. There's an app. It's it's really cool. And for five bucks or four ninety five, it actually does kind of make a lot of sense depending on how much your rent is to do it this way. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So there is a device that is available now, and it's called the Cell Scope. Now, uh, so this, this is really, really relevant to parents. Now, Felix, have either of your kids had ear infections yet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So yeah, this looks really impressive. I like. Yeah. So ear infections for those who don't have kids. If you do have kids, you probably definitely know about this. Uh, ear infections in children are incredibly common. And part of the reason is that their sinuses and their eustachian tubes and their, their ear canals are not really fully developed yet. And the basic thing is that they're more horizontal than they end up being when you're an adult, where they become a little bit more vertical, meaning that they can drain better. So if you just mm. think, think about the way like a, a, an adult's skull is in a face you know we just kind of like elongates and you have a little more room for things to drain so ear infections are common they also it's the kind of thing where if a kid's ear is hurting and they're one year old they're not necessarily going to tell you and then it can become worse and all sorts of stuff so uh and there's also a big difference in opinion about how to treat most ear infections uh, a lot of doctors go right to antibiotics and a lot of doctors are really against it and so on and so forth so the cell scope basically attaches to your iphone it goes over the lens, and it basically mimics, mimics what the doctor uses, which is called an otoscope. And uh, it basically mimics what the doctor uses, which is called an otoscope, which allows them to see inside the ear. So you attach this to the iPhone. You can take a picture inside the ear, and you can do multiple pictures over time, whatever you need, but you can share it to their doctors. So they actually have their own service. So you take the picture. You take oh, a, wow. Oh, actually, it's not even a picture. It's a video. Wow. Um, and it will be evaluated within two hours. Wow. That's, yeah. that's really impressive. Yeah. yeah. So this is, this is great. And yeah, without having to leave your house and go to the emergency room and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that and you know Felix just mentioned the emergency room. It's a good point because the la- the only time that my son Ben actually did have an a uh, an ear infection, we did have to go to the emergency room because we didn't know that's what it was. And what happened was he was fine, and all of a sudden he started throwing up, and he was really out of it. And basically, you know, if you have a really bad ear infection, your balance goes completely off. So he was basically in a state of motion sickness. And uh, really? wait, wow. yeah, so we had to go right to the emergency room, and then that was what they determined it was. So this is really, really helpful to to have this. And the other thing is also like a kid's ears can look red, uh, but not necessarily be an infection. So this is taking a video, and you're 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 sending it off. So I, 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 this is great, really great service. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one is called Truly Wireless, and. Again, this is the, so there are other services like this, but this is one of the slickest I've seen. Basically, what this allows you to do is uh, not not only mimic, but give the appearance that you have a really advanced telephone system. So whether you're a two-person startup team or you're much larger, this allows you to have like what's known as a PBX, which is a, a, a I don't even know what it stands for actually, but it's it's when you know you call and it's like oh I'll transfer you to this line or you know please wait on hold and you get hold on hold music. So this is all through the cloud. Somebody can call a number and then 
you know, for instance, if somebody wanted to call less doing, you could actually say like, oh, press two for podcasting and be transferred to Felix and it would go to his cell phone um, uh, as a business is- call. I like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah. so this, this gives, makes it not only so you can give the appearance of being a larger, much more organized company, but you can actually benefit from a lot of those features. And you can filter things out and have it exactly, exactly. forward to other people. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so if there's only you know, one person in your office that, or one person in your team that deals with customer service, it can route calls to them. And it's all cell phone and cloud-based. And really, uh, this is great. You don't have to invest thousands of dollars in a really big phone system. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the next one, this is a, a simple one, but uh, an important one. It's called, I guess it's called Voiver, um, but this is the voiceover marketplace. So typically before when I've gone for voiceover stuff, I've done it with Fiverr and the results have always been good. This is a marketplace just for voiceovers. So basically they have pre-vetted voice talent and and Felix, you could probably speak to this more. I mean, vo- the the quality of a voiceover really can be very important. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is. Um, I'm going to be using this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to have um, a lot of these. I mean, with so many projects these days, we need to deliver in you know in audio production or video production. You need to deliver things quickly, and you want to be able to put something in for a client. Let's say you you know you're making a a video for someone and to be able to just go and find someone quickly like this preview and have it done very quickly is um it's not just affordable but it's the fact that you can do it right away is 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 a huge feature so i really like the look of this yeah yeah because you know, like for for me i'm going to have a someone um probably do voiceover for like a demo reel for me and to be able to get someone who sounds professional just raises the level of your of your demo reel um, to you know, make it much much better. Yeah. Now, and a question for you too, Felix, is what about like when you go for a voiceover for a, a, you know for a demo reel, for example? Like in your mind, are you, what makes you decide like, oh, I want a British woman or I want an American man voice? Like, how what, how does that play into it? Uh, it's just, I mean, I, I don't have a huge amount of experience with voiceover artists, but I can just tell you that the it's very obvious when someone is not professional <laughs> for a start. And that just, everyone, the, the fact that we all know the human voice, um, because we all hear it every day, when someone who's not a professional is, is speaking or trying to do a voiceover, um, like let's say you ask, you know, a friend or something, it will really, it's it's, it's going to show. Um, whereas when you have a professional, and they sound like a professional, it just you don't notice it. It's just looks the way it should do, like a like a movie trailer, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I hope that I'm explaining that right. No, no, totally. But that makes sense. It's, it's really what it's really what it comes down to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, there, the next one is an app, and I also thought you'd particularly like this, Felix, called Replay. Yes, I was just looking at this, yeah. So there is, you know, Felix and I together have played around with Magisto, and um, I've used Animoto, I think, and there's, there's a bunch of others that'll like take yeah. a bunch of your videos on your iPhone and turn it into one really nice video. This one looks really good. 
This one, and but I think this one just uses uh, Instagram. Is that right or not? No, 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 no. no. Up, you can you can add up to two hundred photos and videos from any whatever you want. Oh. So yeah. what this will do is you give it you, you choose again up to two hundred, which is insane. Uh, th- that's such a large amount. Um, and so you choose photos, videos, and basically it will analyze the videos and it will add beautiful motion graphics and synchronize everything to the beat of the music that you choose and you, you have 20 styles to choose from and it'll make it into one like nice little package video pretty yeah, cool nice yeah pretty it does cool. look really cool I've, i'm actually just uh just about to play around with it so i'll report back next week on that one wonderful um okay and then two more little links one is i don't there's not much to say about this it's just fascinating that this is out there. Um, it's called therealilluminati.co and it's basically introductions as a service. So what they say on the website is get intro to someone awesome to help you reach your goals. And it's curated by hand. The first round of intros start January 30th. So I don't really get this quite. I filled out the very short form and basically said like where you are and where you see yourself in five years. And I guess they're going to introduce me to somebody um, at the oh, end yeah. of the month. Yeah, so not really sure what the game plan is here, but <laughs> but networking is extremely important, and uh, it's got a huge amount of power. So I'm interested to see what happens here. So maybe somebody's listening to this, but I love that it's called The Real Illuminati. Huh. Yeah. Maybe should I give this a try? Oh, Is yeah, it? absolutely. Please. No. <laughs> <laughs> or is the, or are they just selling our address? And yeah, that would be actually really funny. Yeah, we're going to introduce some totally random person. They'll probably intro you and me together because we just signed up. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> like, anyway. Uh, okay. Wow. So, well, you have to report back. Let me know what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, and we would love to hear from listeners if they have if they try this out. Please let us know. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, so the last thing is an article from Bulletproof, and it's called Ice Face. So I, I think that you and I, I mean, I've talked about cold thermogenesis a lot before, but I, I think I've, have I talked with you about it, Felix, about cold thermogenesis? No, I don't think so. Okay. Go, go ahead. Okay, so basic premise here is cold thermogenesis is you're exposing your body to cold, uh, and cold in this case can be anywhere from you know, uh, 60 degrees actually would accomplish it. 65 will even accomplish it. But really, we're talking about like between 50 and 60 degrees. And the the basic kind of cold thermogenesis is taking an ice bath. Okay, so okay. it does a couple main things. The, the The biggest one it does is it sort of shuts down inflammation. So I used to do ice bath after every long bike ride I would do, uh, and it, it shuts off the inflammatory mechanisms in your body really well. But the other thing that it does is it has a really interesting hormonal balancing response and it can actually help you burn fat, which is really interesting. So we have this brown adipose tissue. It's called bat, uh, bat basically for short, but it's brown fat. And all it does, it's left over from when we're a baby. All brown fat does is it burns fat to keep you warm. So babies have that because you know we, we can move around and run around and jump up and down and get warm that way, but babies can't do that. So they have this fat, and it's mostly around the, the collar and some around the, 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 uh, the midsection. And basically, it keeps you warm. So what happens is when you expose yourself to cold is that those, that brown adipose tissue kicks into gear and starts burning your fat, and then you actually can you know, get leaner by doing cold thermogenesis. Now, ice baths are very unpleasant. No matter how often you do them, they're, they're pretty unpleasant. And 
what Dave Asprey here is talking about is how you can basically hack it by doing it with just your face. And oh, what wow. you, yeah, so anybody can try yeah, I this. I can't think of anything more unpleasant than having to go and sit in a bath full of ice. I mean, that's like a, a, a warm bath is bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a cool bath. Right, a lukewarm, like a tepid bath. Of course, but. Yeah. Yeah. So what this is talking about is you take a bowl or you know a dish and you put some water in it and ice and then you stick your face in it. And the goal is you basically want to stick your face in there for as long as you can while holding your breath and then you know do it for like up to five minutes. And what's interesting is what he's saying is that this activates the, the vagus nerve, which is what you'll notice if you do this is immediately your heart rate will drop. Mm-hmm. It's just a sort of a, a mechanism that that goes into place, but we have the, this vagus nerve in our face that's connected to the nerves and the rest of our nervous system, and you can sort of trick your body into thinking that you're doing cold dermogenesis, and it will also actually help you tolerate those ice baths and even cold showers more easily. Now, if you want to do this in a way that, that if you want to do the full body version, that's a little bit more uh, not pleasant but not so jarring as an ice bath, you can do what's called a contrast shower, which is where you're doing hot and cold, so you can do. Um, uh, ten sec- uh, like 20 seconds cold water and then 10 seconds warm water. And you can do that back and forth for like five minutes and you'll get a similar effect. It's really good for you, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, oh, but this is, a, this is a cool hack, starting with just your face. Yeah, that's, um, that's really impressive. Yeah, so. Uh, and the last thing I want to just point out before we head out here, two things, actually, I'm sorry, I totally forgot. But one is that the live event is coming up in May. That's lessdoinglive.com. And if you haven't checked it out, please do because you can sign up for a free one-hour coaching call with one of my coaches and find out about the event. And hopefully you want to come because it's going to be amazing. And the other one is that I mentioned last a couple episodes ago that I'm starting a Less Doing internship. I've already gotten two people who uh, are very serious candidates and I'm looking to take some more on it. I'd actually like to get a nice little group of interns together that will be its own kind of little mastermind. So if you are interested in becoming a Less Doing intern, then you should sign up by going to lessdoing.com slash contact. So uh, happy birthday to you, Felix. <laughs> and happy birthday to my son, Benjamin, who I love very much for his third birthday. Yeah. Thank you all for listening in. All right. Thanks. See you next week. And now for Feature Interview. So now I'm speaking with Dan Martell, who is the CEO and founder of Clarity FM, uh, which I'm going to actually let Dan explain because it's such a cool service. But Dan, thank you for talking to me. Oh, 100%. Ari, thanks for having me on. So tell everybody what Clarity is, first of all, and actually how, you know, how it came to be. Yeah, so Clarity is a marketplace for entrepreneurs to get advice from other world-class thought leaders, experts. Um, Over the phone to grow their business, we've curated about 40,000 verified experts to this point on everything from fundraising, marketing, strategy. You know, if you're in the middle of an M&A, you know, selling your company, pretty much every challenge an entrepreneur uh, comes across Um, The idea is an interesting one. I think like most companies, what it started off as and what it has become are two different things. Originally, I built it because I needed a tool to manage, um, which which I guess is in in line of your um, kind of less doing, which was a call productivity tool. 
So uh, I had recently sold my company Flowtown and got a bunch of press for that. And, you know, the byproduct of getting your name out there is a bunch of people reaching out to you that wants to pick your brain. And uh, I just wanted, you know, I'm not a guy that reads 5,000 word emails. So I like to get on a phone call. So I just built this simple <laughs> tool um, that let people add their name, the, their number and the reason for the call. And it would build this call list and it would actually like cycle through and call them. And, you know, I'm, I'm a developer, so it was not that hard to build, but, um, yeah, that's, that's what it was at first. And then a few months after using it, I realized that it was the beginning of a, a more, you know, bigger opportunity to solve the problem of, of knowledge and advice at scale, kind of no different than what Google's done now with the web and, and indexing pages for people to search. I wanted to do the same thing for knowledge and advice. Okay. Cool. So now, so just for, for anybody who hasn't used Clarity, uh, first of all, I'm on there as an expert. But I mean, you can talk to people in sales and marketing, uh, strategy, human resources, legal. And what's so cool about it to me is that you can access some very, very high level people. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. I mean, how much? So you have forty thousand experts. You said. Yeah, we, we add a bunch. I mean, we only accept a, a third of all the applicants just because, you know, we'd rather not have experts on Clarity that aren't getting calls. Um, and, and we're really trying to kind of tweak how we kind of um, distribute uh, the demand side of things. But um, yeah, we have guys like Mark Cuban um, on the funding level. We've got Dave McClure. We've got, I think, 180 um, TED speakers, New York Times bestselling authors, um, the predominantly the, the biggest, uh, kind of audience or kind of segment is, is CEO and founders. Our big thing is about getting you access to people that have actually been there before done it or currently still doing it. And, uh, you know, if you're raising money, we got a guy like Rick Marini, who's raised over hundred million in funding to, um, you know, guys that spend 10 million a month on Facebook ads, if that's, you know, something you need advice on. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's amazing about this is you, you're paying by the minute, right? So what's what's awesome about that? Like for me, as a, as a provider, for instance, I have you know, and of course I'm a productivity guy, so this kind of makes sense. Um, I've had lots of times where people wanted to talk to me, and they really didn't need an hour. They just, I just I could give them what they needed in ten minutes, you know, or fifteen minutes, or or five minutes sometimes. Um, and there was two problems there. One was that uh, my my hourly rate right now is a thousand dollars an hour. Uh, and there are a lot of people who, they, if they want to ask a question or if you like, they're, they're not going to pay for a whole hour, which is fine. Uh, but at the other side of that, I felt bad if somebody just had a quick question or something and they wanted to get on the phone with me. I'm not going to charge them for you know just to ask a couple of questions. But at the same time, that kind of adds up. Over, I mean, you've done over 1,300 calls, you know, so it it adds up. So for me, the ability to tell somebody, look, you you can call, use this service, and you can talk to me by the minute. If you need three minutes, great. If you need 100. You know, or if you need an hour and three minutes, great. Like it's, and it also keeps people sort of uh, on task. So it really serves a great need. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it as it's not even just the time on the phone. It's it's the time to schedule and and the the cost of context switching, right? From whatever you're doing to that. Um, and what I love about it is, you know, what I've seen traditionally is if you schedule a meeting with somebody, it's 30 minutes. If you do an in-person meeting, it's usually an hour. Yep. There's all these kind of norms that, you know, clarity really cuts through. I mean, most calls on, you know, that I've done are, are 15 to 20 minutes, 17 minutes or whatever. And, you know, they're, they're paying for that plus the fact that you've got 10,000 hours of experience in that topic. And, you know, that 17 minute call can, can save them thousands of dollars if they're about to do something for the first time or they're really stuck on a, a challenging issue that they haven't seen before. And, um, you know, my, my rule is if it, if you can, if we can do it over email and they're short, I don't, you know, 
emails best, but if you need to get me on a call and I, dude, I use this all the time. Even for like recently, I've had the government reach out to, to survey me for angel investing stuff. And I made them use clarity. I guess <laughs> I didn't, they didn't do it, which is great. Obviously they didn't need my advice that bad. That, yeah, and that's, and right. So it's a very, very, very small barrier to entry, I feel like, but it's still a little bit of a barrier. They have to sign up for something to do one extra step. And I think that's fair. If, if I agree, you, know, if you come in cold, then there, there's, you know, that's your to do, not mine. Right. That's a, a very good point. You know, and so that's like, if somebody gets past that very small barrier, then okay, maybe it's like almost self qualifying in a way. And there are so many, you know, the service, uh, it's a website called Let Me Google That For You. Have you ever heard of that? Hundred percent. Okay, I send I send those over all the time. <laughs> okay, so I love that website. I use it probably once a week for the right person. But so for those who don't know, let me Google that for you. dot com is where you go and you put in the Google search, and then you get a little link and you send that to somebody, and it literally takes them through the animation of searching for something. And it's for some, when someone asks you a question that's it's not a stupid question, but it's something that they could have definitely taken a few seconds to deal with themselves. Um, and that's what I feel like this sort of helps with that. You know, somebody might think twice before booking that call and actually going through that when they can just reach out otherwise. So that's really cool. But I want to talk about logistics for a second because again, so I mean, you've done 1300 calls. How many calls have there been total? Uh, oh, I think we're, 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 I mean, we're breaking that, that limit every, I think we're over 250,000 right now. Wow. And I mean, yeah, that, it's only been 18 months since we've been live. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. We launched, um, in May, 2012. So oh, I yeah. feel like it was longer than that. That's amazing. Oh, no, wait, two years and change. Sorry. No, yeah. but still, I mean, that's incredible. I, I, for some reason I felt like it was longer, but, uh, I mean, 250,000 calls. I, how, <laughs> how big is the team? Uh, well, so the core team, it's, it's kind of interesting. I have this belief of like the Navy SEALs, you know, we don't do internships. We don't have secretaries, you know, we're, we're a team of six and those, those guys are product engineers, designers, you know, they're builders, creators. And then we have another team of like probably 12 to 15 that, that help with support and marketing activities and, um, you know, recruiting and, and verifying and just marketplace type stuff that are not on the core team. So, you know, full-time six, including myself, and then a bunch of other other people that help out. And we honestly, we have a bunch of great experts that, that spend a lot of time in our Q&A feature, the answers product to, to flag and edit and filter that we've given kind of admin access to. It's, I mean, it's a lot of people are the reason why Clarity exists today. Yeah, but I mean, still, you're doing such a high volume of stuff and there's such an amazing amount of sort of content being exchanged that to do that with a small team is is amazing to me. Um, well, Facebook Facebook had a rule of you know a one engineer per million users, and I, I I like to follow that same same guideline. I didn't know that. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's the difference between where I grew up in Eastern Canada, where everybody always asks like, "How big's your team?" or "What are you?" You know, they, and they think it's proxies to revenue. Where I actually think that it's a negative thing if you have a big team because that, that has no correlation to output or productivity. Sure. So and, and so. The answer section, that's sort of like your better version of Quora, right? Yeah, it's really just uh, the, 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 what's different about it is only experts can answer the questions. They're, they're focused on you know, business and strategic advice based on like that's our marketplace for clarity. And um, so the answer, and we verify and, and ensure all, all questions get promoted to experts. So it's super high quality compared to Quora, which is more like open and Wikipedia style. Um, but the great part is if you like the answer from the expert, you can actually call them, which is 
obviously not available on core. And I think what makes this product really unique in the world is, you know, in the future, I see a future where you're reading articles and everything that's being produced is, is uh, the ability to connect with the author will be there powered by Clary. Yeah. And which is, which is great. And again, it just provides that system. And so sort of backing up a little bit too, originally when I saw Clarity, and I'm curious, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this sort of feedback before, but to me, the idea of pay per minute conjured up all these images of like psychics, like online psychics and like, you know, sort of like a lower end kind of thing. And obviously you're, you're providing access to very, very high level people. So that was my initial concern. But then as soon as, soon as I sort of realized all of the benefits, I mean, th- there wasn't even a question, but have you had that? Did you ever, did you have that issue in the beginning? We, yeah, I mean, we still have that issue. I think, um, you know, perception's reality and, and there's certain things that people perceive. I mean, the, the, in the world of calls, right, um, there's three major categories, tech, porn, and uh, psychics. So, you know, tech support and all that stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of those people have been around for a while and there's other sites that do that. Um, the reason we did buy the minute is because we, we didn't want to scare people off by, you know, the the hourly rates, you know, when really the 15 right. minute was the most part. So, you know, we've tested conversions for on 15 minute chunks versus per minute and the per minute converted the better. And I think it's just obviously there's, con- you know, like uh, budget conscious people. Um, but the truth is, is that most calls are 30 minutes. So, you know, it, it is what it is. And it's, it's challenging because, you know, we even have the problem where experts have a psychological, um, you know, aspect where they don't want to promote their profile because they don't want to seem like they, they they think they're high self-worth or that they're too good for somebody and you should pay them for their advice. But, you know, unfortunately that's the world we live in. And, and, uh, and I think that we attract the right types of, um, of experts because of that. No, I mean, clearly, clearly. So what's sort of in the future for Clarity? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I won't stop until the vision, you know, gets delivered on. And that vision is being able to drive down the street, talk to your, you know, whatever you want to call it, your Google glasses, your iPhone through Siri and say, I need to talk to three restaurateurs in my city or in another city because I'm thinking of opening up a restaurant. Right. And and having that happen in real time. And, and when you start thinking of being able to have people available that are qualified based on the parameter that you can talk to and and just like that that's magic. And that takes a lot of work on a, on, on a bunch of technical reasons on how to accomplish that. But very much, I guess, if you look at Uber for, you know, black car service or, you know, home joy for, for on-demand cleanings, like that kind of liquidity in real time aspect is where the world's going instant gratification. And it's something that I want to deliver on clarity. So we, there's nothing, you know, mind blowing other than continue doing what we're doing at a, at a higher quality on all aspects. So, what are well? Are there some people like give me like two or three people that would be your dream to have as experts on clarity? You know, the, the unfortunate part is is notable experts are only good for one thing, and that's uh, for marketing purposes. They're actually uh-huh. not always the best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're not always the best experts because they live such a busy life. Sometimes the response times are are not where we'd like to see them. I mean, I can. You know, there's probably 20% of the experts that have been removed from Clarity because, and they're all super notable, extremely accomplished individuals because they didn't, um, they didn't kind of deliver on the promise that we give to our customers. So, in lieu of, um, you know, notable experts like you know Richard Branson and all these other guys, um, well, what we do with those folks is we do Clarity live sessions, which is kind of a one to many, and it's free and it's open. And it's kind of a a way that we leverage their brand and and, and them wanting to give back. Um, but, you know, I think um, 
the folks that I'd like to tap into that we don't have a huge uh, presence on right now is kind of more the, the, the PhD doctorate type folks, like the university professors. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of things when you think about technology and, you know, like Bitcoin and 3D printing and all these other stuff, like there's the entrepreneurs in those markets and we have those, but there's also the, the scientists. Right. And I, and I just feel personally, I have an interest in talking to the, the scientist level people that, um, that I would love to have more of, but um, we have them. They're just not, we don't have the same kind of coverage as we do at, at the CEO founder level. Yeah. And that's actually, that's an interesting uh, point. Cause you know, there's, there's, I feel like in the last three months, there've been maybe 20 apps and, and uh, web services have popped up that allow you access a doctor anytime you want, you know, to talk to or yeah, chat yeah. to. Doctors on demand. A good friend of mine, Adam started that there's health tap. I mean, the, the, the whole market of kind of real time access to, 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 th- to people, advice, or delivery of a service, I think is going to be the future of the world. I think that's the future of work. Right, yeah. I, no, I, I, of course. I mean, especially if with the, the mobile economy and, and or the global economy, really, and people moving around, it, it, to be able to access them that way makes a ton of sense. So here's a, here's a sort of, it's not philosophical, but this is like a more general question. It might be a little difficult to answer, but you said that really good example of you're driving down the street and you need to talk to three restaurateurs. Sometimes... Like I've looked on Clarity before, and I've I've never actually done a call with one of the experts. And I've looked, but for me personally, and this may be something that's just unique to me, it's hard for me to figure out who I need to talk to or who I want to talk to. You know, it's really easy to be like, "Oh, it'd be awesome to talk to Mark Cuban about funding," but maybe that's not actually going to be that helpful. Maybe there's somebody else who I really do want to hear that from, or maybe funding is not what I need to talk to somebody about. You know, so like, is there? Is there, I don't know if there's any way for you to answer this question, honestly, but it's like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, we have run into this. I had somebody mention that this morning where they're, they're going through a, a transaction and they want to talk to somebody that's been through a similar transaction to them. Right. So an expert might say like, I know about, you know, selling your company, but like there's a difference between if somebody sells a restaurant versus somebody sells an equipment manufacturer versus a service company. Right. And and then throw in the different parts of the world. That's why I think this problem is so hard that on the surface, it sounds trivial. But when you start looking at different challenges, like we've done calls across 60 plus countries. So there's language, there's there's geographical uniqueness, there's culture that plays into this and how we present information and pricing. So um, I think it, that that discoverability and that's kind of how we bucket that challenge is is the the hardest thing to solve now that we have liquidity in regards to call completion call response times and all these other metrics that we look at um but you you'll you'll be seeing some really neat things around search um that's that's quite unique to us because it's a problem that nobody's had to solve the way we've solved it or or really tried to solve you know how do you index somebody's knowledge and experience right because it's not a linkedin resume it's not answers on core it's kind of a mix between all these things Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, like for someone like me, you know, with my company, it's like, do I need to speak to somebody who's done coaching before? Do I need to speak to somebody who's grown a business before? It's, it's always interesting. And I see these people who are, and, and then it will actually, then I find someone who I think it would be really good to talk to, but then I'm not sure what I need to like have in the conversation. You know, there's a, there's a preparation that I think needs to take place on the part of the caller too. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, there's, there, that's something that we're, we're working on is kind of like how to, uh, teach experts and seekers to be prepared. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, like both can just, you know, the expectation today is you just jump on and whatever's discussed is discussed no different than if you met up for coffee. But obviously if somebody does preparation, like I always prep for my calls based on whatever information they send me within reason. Um, and most of the time the seekers come prepared with the questions and kind of the scenarios and, 
Um, but it's, it's still kind of, it's, you know, I feel like text messaging has gotten rid of this lost art called talking and communicating, right? Like we're so used to, to communicating over, over messages that where we can edit and re-edit and before we hit send. Um, whereas people forgot, like there's flows to how we have conversations and ask questions and interact and respond. Right. And, um, those are things that, that we think about, like, you know, where are we going too far in regards to, you know, suggesting certain things that sounds trivial or, or common sense that aren't always common practice anymore. Right. Absolutely. Now, what were some of the, I'm, 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 this is more geeky on my side, but what, what were some of the technological challenges you had to deal with? Since you are again, dealing with such a high volume of calls and scheduling and all this stuff, like, and you said you're a developer and you sort of built this, but what, what were some of the, uh, the logistical constraints that you had to overcome? Yeah, I would say there's kind of like three major buckets. The uh, first one is really just getting the supply side. And, you know, and I think we did what most marketplaces should do is, um, you know, focus on a vertical and really go deep on that. So when we started, it was just marketing, just tech entrepreneurs. It wasn't public to the world. We really focused on making sure that we had coverage there. And then from marketing, you know, we felt like kind of like a bowl and pin strategy. You hit the first pin. Um, there was a lot of, you know, the secondary things were, would be like, you know, business development and, you know, um, maybe, uh, support or other, you know, like there's, there's kind of like this strategy and again, tech entrepreneurs for the longest time, uh, almost a year. So, and then we've brought it in out into now, uh, you know, like 80 different cat or 80 different industries and, and 3000 categories. So, um, the first part is just making sure that we had the supply to, to meet the demand, you know, within a reason, like you can't, get everybody's, but you know, Q and a actually helped a lot with that because if we didn't find your expert, you could post the question and then people would answer it and you'd find your expert that way. So it also helped with discovering, um, the call infrastructure is, is obviously something that we spend a lot of time and continue to spend a lot of time when we, when we look at countries and, you know, obviously if there's lags in the calls, um, it makes for a really awkward conversation. Um, you know, and some people, you know, it's, it's tough, like, you know, where people are using Skype on their iPhone over a network and they blame clarity because they have a bad coverage. So it's, you know, but we monitor all that. And whenever we get reports of it, or we, we notice it in our system, we actually are proactive on it. Um, so yeah, obviously call stuff. And then probably the third one is just scheduling and response times. Like people, people don't realize they forget because, um, you know, it's just part of what we do every day, but scheduling two people to talk is still not a problem that's well solved. No, nope. like yeah, like you schedule once, which is probably one of the better ones, but the interface is still kind of, you know, it lacks where I would want to see it. And I think I where we're at, definitely there's always rooms to improve, but it's kind of like, how deep do you go, right? And and you integrate with the calendar and all of a sudden there's conflicts and in, in scheduling. And what do you do if somebody needs to reschedule or if somebody's late to a call? Like there's all these things that we've built uh, business roles around and we continue to focus because really that, and that's why I think real time will be really special because you get rid of scheduling and it's on demand. Um, and that's where the magic happens. But I would say those are the three th big buckets that we continue to focus on as we grow. Now, how often are you calling other experts on Clarity? <laughs> we use Clarity every week. I mean, our whole team, we have a, a rule. No, you personally. Uh, me, I use it every week. Yeah. I mean, I, I reach out to experts that are new new experts to do customer development. I use it to do product feedback. I use it for um, marketing stuff. If I'm like thinking about some new viral loop using kind of Facebook pages or something like that, and I want to talk to somebody about it. Um, I use it to call my, I have a coach that I work with and I use Clarity to talk to her. I mean, that's that, if I'm not a customer, who else should be, right? 
Right. No, absolutely. And it's just, you know, it's always interesting. You know, a lot of people create companies to solve their own problems, right? So it's always interesting to see sort of how founders end up using their own service when they do. For sure. So, okay. So the last question that I always like to ask on the interview is, and you know, you, you've sold companies, you've created companies, you've had access to such amazing people. What are three pieces of advice that you would give someone to be more effective? And you can interpret that however you like, but three ways to be more effective. Well, I'll take effective as kind of getting back time because I really believe that you don't get, you know, time is the only thing that I can't get more of. I can't get it back. I can't get more, I can't get 2012 back. I can't get yesterday back. So time, you know, I'm a bit of a a productivity geek. It probably comes from my, my development background, you know, like writing code is essentially a way to automate and, and, and create efficiencies in your life. And I've just applied that to everything. So I'd say one of them is this idea of linkability. Like I don't, I don't, um, interact with people unless when they're working with me, they link things up. It sounds trivial, but you know, so for instance, if somebody's working on a Google doc and they mention it in an email and they didn't link it up, then I send them our kind of, we have processes for all of this stuff because I've built, this is my fifth company. So it's not the first time, but um, you know, we have all these rules that everything we use has to be linked up. You know, so if it's, you know, project management stuff, if it's design reviews, if it's code, if it's customer support or whatever, whatever the, the thing being discussed. And the reason why is it just, it allows information to flow really fast. And I think that most people don't understand how much time they spend looking for stuff or that they don't get something done because the cognitive overhead of trying to go do that task is, is it's hard, right? They're like, oh, well, I don't even know where that is, or I'm going to have to go do some research. So in our company, we have this idea of linkability and everything has to be linked up uh, when communicating with people. That's great. Yeah. Um, the other one is I, I, I don't use a tool that I can't work from my mobile phone. I travel a lot. Uh, um, <laughs> I love sounds that. crazy. No, no, no. That's me t- it, uh, to a T. Yeah, no. And, and, but I think, you know, my brother's a home builder and he's like, I could never do that. I'm like, yeah, you could, it's just going to take an investment of time, right? You might have to change systems. You might have to teach your people how to use the product better. You might have to, to do some research on, on whatever it is. But in today's world, you know, everything from the accounting to the operations to, um, you know, uh, editing images to managing social media, to writing code. I mean, I write blog posts on my iPhone using the WordPress app and it's awesome, right? I mean, if you can write a long winded comment on Facebook, you can write a blog post on your iPhone. So, um, that's, that's one that I've really felt has unlocked my ability to create very meaningful in the past. I used to have to like block out two hours of time and sit down at my desk. Whereas now I could be on a flight for three hours and, you know, get, a meaningful piece of work done um, because it's on my phone. It also means that I carry like two extra batteries because my phone dies a lot faster than it used to. But I think that's that's a huge one. And then the other the other thing in line with the linkability is I only use one channel of communication. And that's email. I think a lot of people um, don't respect their their the different messaging tools like there's you know Twitter DMs and Facebook messages and iMessage and all these text messaging. I actually like don't do any of anything else other than email. I, I I'm really fast and like using the hotkeys in Gmail and uh, and really fast on my iPhone. So uh, I I force the world and if people try to have an interaction with me on the other ones, I always just say email's best. Here's my email and you know I'm pretty public about my email address. You know, if you sign up for clarity, that's me sending those emails so you can reply to them. So I think those three things of like mobile linkability and, and one channel for communicating, um, have really allowed me to, um, 
to uh, when I do work, it's very focused. And when I'm not working, I'm spending it with my family. And those are like the only two things I do and everything else has to fit kind of priority past that. Yeah, no, those are awesome. And just to, I mean, those are great. I, when, when people call my phone and they get my voicemail, the voicemail says, please send me an email and here's my address. Uh, and I don't even do that, but I should. I just, I just don't answer voicemail because here's what I believe. I believe you teach people to treat you. Like you teach people how to treat you. And if, you're, if you respond to a voicemail, then you're teaching them that you listen to your voicemail. Well, no, it's mine. Actually, says like you know, you know if, you, if you thing. if you want to get a hold of me, here's my email, and this is the address, and this is the address. Um, yeah. So, and then the other thing is that I actually literally do everything from my iPhone. I, I wrote a post about how my standing desk is my iPhone because I'm not at the desk. Uh, the only thing for everybody listening, the only thing that I cannot do effectively from my phone is record Skype interviews like we're doing right now. So it's called No Notes. Now, I don't know how good it's going to be, but I use it for phone recording calls, No Notes, and it also does a transcription. Okay, so first of all, Thank you for telling me something that I didn't know about because I always like that. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know the quality being the same level as. The, well, so that's you know. the you know. I technically I could hook up my microphone to my phone. I could, but uh, it's not ideal. So yeah, I could do it. You know, just like you said to your brother, it would take a little bit of investment of time. But uh, I, I schedule my Skype interviews in a way that I'm always doing them. You know, in this but sort of block. Our, I mean, that that's actually that. Th- those are the opportunities. Like if somebody's listening to this, build that app that integrates on top of Skype or some other VoIP system that gets the same quality, and and Ari and myself will be your first customers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Dan, I'm going to have links to everything. I'm going to have links to your Clarity profile, mine, everything. But what's the best place for people to find out more about you? You know, I've been blog. I've been. I, I kind of did a 30 day challenge on my blog. So danmartel.com slash blog. Uh, that I'd prefer people go there. I used to say, you know, my email address. You guys can figure it out if you can't. Then that's just a filter. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I like to share a lot of my ideas. I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff around productivity because I, I get asked a lot, and I feel like there's another productivity hack. Is I write instead of responding to emails, like I just I just reply buy a blog post and then link it up. Like the government asked me about my thoughts on economic development. So I'm writing this whole blog post about what I would do if I was in charge. And that's again, it's like emails, a place where your words and ideas go to die. And I try to blog as much as I can now. So danmartel.com at Twitter at danmartel. And I I share a lot of stuff. Every channel on social media for me is different in regards to what I share on what channel. So follow me on all of them if you want to get the full picture. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking to you. All right. It's been my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact, and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Mizell, and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.